Welcome back to another episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur, are looking to start your journey tomorrow, or just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed the last episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. Before I introduce my guest, I'll share another entrepreneurial story to inspire you all. For today's episode, I will now introduce the entrepreneurial journey of Warren Buffett. We all know this name, but not many know his background, so let's get to it. Warren is a self-made man and has been interested in business since a very young age. He actually purchased his first stock at just 11 years old because he had money from working at his parents' grocery store over in Omaha. He was always eager to learn more about business, so what did he do? He took action. He would hang out at his father's brokerage just to listen on and gain firsthand experience. He continued to work odd jobs, saving enough money to eventually buy several pinball machines that he placed in local businesses for income. His entrepreneurial successes, they did not translate for a desire to go to college because he was doing so well, but his father did push him to eventually attend the University of Pennsylvania. The hard worker that he is, he soon transferred to the University of Nebraska and graduated with a business degree in just three years. He got rejected by the Harvard Business School. So what did he do? He did not give up once again. He chose to go for his graduate studies at Columbia Business School. While he was there, he had the amazing opportunity to work under Benjamin Graham, another name you all know, where he really learned the value of investing through his teachings and eventually became a disciple of Graham's philosophy of intelligent investing. He then purchased Berkshire Hathaway in 1962 and changed it from a textile company to a holding company. This is where he really built his empire, began diversifying his holdings, and now he's 89 years old with a net worth of $69.2 billion. I got that piece of info from Forbes. Rob, what'd you like best about this story? Um, I really like how he started at a young age, buying stocks, investing his money in pinball machines. Getting, getting out there early as a, as a young entrepreneur. Yeah, I think we could both agree that starting early pays the most benefits. I mean, how many years are we working over here, Rob, with this shop? Uh, going on 13 now. 13 years. It's incredible. That voice you all just heard, that's the sound of today's guest. My guest on the show today is somebody I met about a decade ago when I moved down to Tampa. I went to a few barber shops, but kept trying a new one until I stopped over at Westside. Rob founded this company in 2008 and has now grown to have 15 shares filled with busy scheduling. This shop has even made it onto TV airtime, so I had to have him on the show. Allow me to please introduce Rob Aguinaga. Rob, thanks for coming on my show. Thanks for having me, brother. Absolutely, Rob. Would you please introduce yourself to our listeners and preview your story a bit without giving too much of your entrepreneurial journey away? Uh, so my name is Rob Aguinaga. I started Westside Barbershop Incorporated in 2008. Um, I started off with just a few guys and now I'm up to 15. Yeah, we have a lot of people in this shop. It's constantly busy. 
I remember when I first started going to you, you actually had a shop in this parking lot, but a much smaller shop. What was the capacity over there compared to it is now? So my first shop, I started with six chairs. Um, never had six barbers in there. Uh, it was tough. Uh, when it got a little better, I expanded to the store next door and went from six to eight and then from eight to 12. Uh, and then that got a little small, so I moved down in the plaza in a bigger spot. And now I'm in a 4,200-square-foot facility with 15 barbers and 18 chairs, and I'm expecting to fill up those other chairs within the next month or so. Maybe with this podcast, we can do that for you. Well, thanks for the introduction, Rob, and it's time for the Big Five. On each episode, my guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go? Definitely. Great. So... We'll go back in the past a little bit. When did you realize that you weren't happy with what you were doing or you just needed some kind of change to truly start this entrepreneurial journey? I've always had entrepreneurship in me since I was a kid. I remember my first business. I was 16 years old and it was called Racing Zone. And uh, it was basically I sold aftermarket car products to all my friends in high school and uh exhaust kits and intakes and spoilers and air body kits and stuff like that so uh, I always knew that I wanted to work for myself Um, my mother was self-employed me growing up my whole life she was self-employed she was a graphic design artist and you know I I kind of got that drive from her I saw what it took to be an entrepreneur and it's it's a lot of work and but it's it's you it's nobody else it, it's you and that's that's what what's best about it yeah so was there anything before the 2008 west side did you go from the car parts to a different type of barbershop or were you just kind of walk us through that transition i really never loved school i love the uh the recess and lunchtime and tea and stuff like that and friends but as far as the classwork i i just I never could get into it, so I did Racing Zone. Uh, when I got out, it was, am I going to go to college? Am I going to start my own business? What do I do from here? Um, you know, I, I didn't know, you know, like most, most of us. Relating to a lot of people with that, know. yeah. So, um, you know, I did EMT. Um, I went to the fire academy, and uh, I cut hair. I started cutting hair when I was 16 years old. So back then it was just, oh, let me try it on you. You give me a haircut, I give you a haircut, let's see. And from there it was more and more friends asking me for cuts. And um, So while I was in school for the fire department, uh, I started cutting hair at a buddy's barber shop. And I realized the potential was the skies were the limit. So I, I, I did a career change and... I became a barber and got my license to be a barber, and um, within about four years of being a professional barber, I decided to uh, go the entrepreneur route. I think a lot of great lessons in there. You know, it's never too late to switch career paths. You find something you like, you're passionate. It's never too late to go get it started. And also, just talking about the growth. You know, being persistent here talking about how you couldn't fill up to six chairs, and then now we're working our way up to a, over a 4,000 square foot unit. You know, that can apply to any business of putting yourself to it, and good things will happen. 
But now that you've been on this entrepreneurial path for so long, Rob, what are one or two of the hardest parts for you of being an entrepreneur? Um, the hardest thing is what you have to put into it. You have to put everything, every, every ounce and last drop of sweat, blood, and tears you have to put into your business. If you want a successful business, that's just, that's what goes behind it. You got to put, put your all into it. Um, and, and the second thing is, is uh, it's, it's tough having a lot of employees. Yeah, let's talk about that because that can definitely relate to a lot of people. When you have a lot of employees, not everyone's happy. They're all going to be complaining about one thing. And then when they're finally happy about something, the others complain about another thing. So it's just a, it's an ongoing cycle. Um, it's almost like being a teacher in, in some form. Uh, I, I, I definitely know what my teachers went through now, <laughs> now that I'm a business owner. And, you know, I have to deal with 15 different personalities and 15 different, uh, are you having a good day today or a bad day today? And, you know, so it, it's tough dealing with, with employees. Um, you know, you're the one that they always come to to complain. You're the one that they always come to with problems. Uh, you know, you're the one that they always come to for advice. So you got to be there. And it's, it's, it's like an extended family. You know, some of these guys have been working for me for, for eight years. So, you know, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's like an extended family. It's like, you know, sometimes it's in here and it's like you have 15 kids and then it's like you have 15 brothers and then it's like, you know, there are 15 employees. It's, it's, it's tough, but, you know, it's, it's got its ups and its downs. But I'd probably say that's the two most difficult is, you know, just everything, everything you got, you got you to gotta put into it and, and the employees aspect of it. So. When you first started growing, you know, and you started getting a lot more employees and you mentioned all these different personalities, what are some tactics you use when you have so much going on like that with so many different people? How do you stay mellow? How do you stay balanced? Oh man, it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Sometimes I don't want to deal with anybody, but at the end of the day, it's my business and, you know, I gotta, I gotta suck it up. Sometimes I'll be having a bad day and as a business owner, I gotta put my bad day and leave it at home or put it behind me and, you know, and to deal with all the other guys here, what they're going through and what I have to help them with. So that's a good way to put it. You know, you have to put your personal problems aside. Yeah, this definitely. is your business. This is your baby, but you've had a lot of learning lessons over the years. I'm sure let's think back here to your greatest failure or lesson learned throughout your whole life here, Rob, what did it teach you and why is it stuck with you all the way up until today? I'd say greatest failures and lessons learned is not starting earlier. I mean, if you want something, you, you go for it right away. You don't wait. When you wait on something, that you've already failed. So, I mean, for, for me, is is not starting earlier. I, I, I feel like if I would have started four or five years before, I, I would be in a way better position than I am now which, I mean, I've, I've built a great company and I have a great business going on. And, but I just feel like if I would have started just a little bit earlier, where would I be at right now? So, um, you know, greatest failure is just not going after it when I originally wanted to. So, like, advice for anybody would just be just go for it. Go for it. Don't, 
you, you fail when you don't go for it. Absolutely. I know I've seen the progression through this barbershop because I've witnessed it firsthand. But you're thinking if you even started maybe right out of high, like immediately after high school, you would have how many chairs? What's your, like, what's that goal here, Rob? You know, like with Westside? Uh, you, you know, my goal for this spot here is 20, 20 barbers. Great. Um, I just want a spot where there's no weight and uh, everybody here is an experienced barber. I want everyone to come in and sit right down and, and get a quality haircut right away and not have to wait two hours or three hours of your Saturday in a barbershop. Absolutely. Well, we're definitely going to look one five years down the road in just a little bit, but I had to ask you that because that came up so nicely. Yeah. But now as you're trying to build, you say your goal is 20 chairs. If you could have a conversation, sit down with any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would it be? Paint that picture for us. What are you learning about? Man, there's so many entrepreneurs out there that have great stories. Um, but one I've, I've read up on recently and I really liked was a, a, a guy named Brian Chesky. He's the uh, CEO of Airbnb. Um, he's, he's my age. Um, the dude was, you know, 21, 22 years old. Um, he really didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. Just like most of us, he didn't know if he wanted to go to college or what he wanted to go to college for. And uh, I guess he had a passion for art. So he wound up going to design school. And uh, I think he got his bachelor's in design school. But I think after that, he, him and his buddy, his roommate, they were in their apartment, broke. <laughs> they couldn't afford rent. They couldn't afford groceries. And there was a big convention going on. And they put three air mattresses together and did a air bed and breakfast uh, online. And, and uh, their whole company started from that. And now today, the dude's company is worth over $20 billion. Yeah. He's worth over $4 billion. And, you know, the guy's 38 years old, and he basically was broke and said, let's utilize our apartment. and try to make money off of it. So it's just like when you're at rock bottom and to come up with an idea like that and now you're a billionaire, it's just, um, it's, a, it's an incredible thing. So just reading a story like that, it, it motivates me to do more and, and, and just, you know, utilize all my resources that I have to continue in business and not just have this business, but put my money in other places where I could possibly make more money. And it's all about just going and doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's a great example. You know, you can have no idea what you're doing one day, taking a risk, put the air mattress on the floor, have an air bed and breakfast, like you said, and now look at it now. But I think that's also a great segue because seeing where you could put investments in like you're talking about, let's look one in five years now. One year from today, what do we see from you in Hull? Is it just West Side, something else? Man, um... I've always loved real estate, and uh, my wife did property management for 16 years, and she loves real estate as well, so, um, you know, we're kind of venturing off to that right now, and um, I love cutting hair. I love the shop. I don't think I'd ever leave here. Yeah. I'm cutting at least one day a week, you know, but um, at a year from now, 
I see my shop being filled at 20 chairs. Okay, 20, yep. Um, maybe some franchising in, in the mix. That'd be cool. Um, and, and real estate. And, um, you know, my goal in life is five years from now is to be retired. Be in my early 40s and be retired and, and travel with my wife and my daughter. And, yeah. and, you know, there's so much out there to see. And I just, I... I I got to get out there and see it. Yeah, you're definitely grinding away. But then let's look a little deeper here. Five years, let's say one year we get the 20 chairs done. Five years, what are we seeing? Residential, commercial, what are we seeing from you? Five years, uh, I'd like to see residential and commercial and franchising. The whole nine. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting 110% behind it and I'm, I'm going full force. You thinking uh, Tampa real estate? You looking to branch else out where? No, nah, I would always stay in Tampa. This is where my roots are. I was born and raised here. Um, you know, my barbershop is in the neighborhood that I was born and grew up in. So um, I'll, I'll never leave Tampa permanently. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to be traveling half the year and, and be here half the year. That's, that, that would be my ultimate goal. Yeah, I tell a lot of people, and it's tough to explain unless you've been here. I've been a lot of places around the world, but there's no place like Tampa. You know, I have that connection to Tampa as well. But thank you so much, Rob, for coming on today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your show. I loved how we talked about the progression because I think that's so important for people listening on, especially in the early stages of entrepreneurship where you couldn't fill the six. Now we're at 4,000 square foot. I also like your ambitions. You're giving the people listening on the dreams that they need. You're putting it out there that, yeah, I love cutting hair, but there's more out there and I have to get to it. So I appreciate that. And it's time for the last word here, Rob. Is there something that you would like to share with everybody listening on that we did not touch on yet today? Um, don't wait on it. Go out there and get it right now, tomorrow, tonight, while you're listening to this podcast. Go out and get it. Whatever you're dreaming of, do it. Awesome, Rob. Would you mind please sharing your professional social media, the website, or any ways for everybody to catch yeah, up yeah. what's going on with Westside and all your endeavors? Uh, you can go online at westsidebarbershop.com. And Instagram is also Westside Barbershop. And Facebook is at Westside Barbershop. So if any of y'all are interested in a haircut, great shave, go online and find us. Yeah, I can vouch for that firsthand as well. And be sure to check out the show on LinkedIn at What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur. Or if you're on Instagram and Facebook, we're at your favorite morning podcast. Twitter's at Podcast by Lancey. And of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And my website is vincentalancy.com. Be sure to check out my books, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, or How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm Has Changed, both on Amazon. But DM me, I want to hear what you think. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work hard to find value delivering stories for you on each episode. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. This one is from Warren Buffett, today's feature in the Spotlight Story and Investing Genius. He said quite simply, someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all in the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur.